What's going on, everybody? Dr. Bueller here. Thanks for hanging out with me for yet another staying connected with Dr. Ian Bueller. Hey, I just noticed that the last podcast went up seven days ago. So my intention is to do these on Tuesdays, and they end up coming out on Thursdays. And now it's Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Doesn't look like this is a good trend setting here. But hey, I'm going to work on it. And that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. My solution for working on my timing is to manage my time better. So what a better incentive to talk to you about the thing that I'm working on, which is time management. Now I know it's not a totally sexy, popular topic, and you may think you've heard it all, but let me tell you about what I think about it, and uh, you tell me if you've heard it before, or if it's the same old, same old, and that's not a rhetorical suggestion. You can tell me about it. You can message me. Let me know what you think, because uh, my intention here is to give you information that improves your life. And, uh, and I would assume your intention is to get entertaining or useful information. Otherwise, what's this all about? So let me know. Let me know what you think. But here's the deal. Here is the deal. Um, your, your greatest asset a lot of times as a chiropractor, as a doctor, I tell people is your health, which obviously it is. If you don't have your health, what do you got? Um, but in all reality, the reality is, and, and by the way, in the last vlog we talked about, excuse me, last podcast I talked about your greatest, um, Thing that we should strive for in life are relationships. You know, I, I dreamt of success is an episode you can look it up, and in it we talk about relationships being um, the hallmark of a life well lived <clears throat> is relationships with your creator, yourself, and others. But the umbrella or the foundation, depending on how you look at it, behind all of this is we are assuming that you have time to enjoy these. We say the greatest asset is your health, but that's assuming that you have the time to enjoy it. I say that the greatest thing you should pursue is relationships with your creator, yourselves, and others, but the assumption is that you'll have time for that, or that you have time to enjoy it. So ultimately, the greatest resource in this life is the time that we have, and then what we do with that time will dictate the outcome of our life, right? A lot of us have the same 24 hours, but our lives look differently in a lot of ways because of the choices that we make and how we allocate the time, those 24 hours. So is this worth talking about? You betcha it's worth talking about because this is it, man. This is what the game of life is about. It's how do we spend that time? Most of us, we have a loose schedule in our lives, but we don't really take our time all that seriously. Um, I'd like to give you a couple of examples of how we are not really managing our time all that well. Um, When you were a child, your parents probably told you what to do with your time. All right, time to wake up. All right, kids, it's time to go to bed. Hey, Johnny, did you do your homework? Hey, Sally, did you clean your room yet? Like, you are managed by your parents. And as you got older, you go to school and you're managed by the teacher. Pay attention, do this, do that, fall in line. Then you got a job or you went to college and then you got a job or whatever. When you went to job, when you got a job, you're told this is when you need to show up. This is when you're allowed to take a break. This is when you are allowed to leave. These are the tasks that need to be accomplished in this time. But here's the crazy part. Who is keeping you accountable for, oh, I don't know, your life, right? Like 
What about the times outside of school? What about the times when your parents aren't around? Or now for most of us, our parents don't dictate our time. What about the time that we're not in work? You know, one of my my favorite sayings is that life is from five to nine. Life is not from nine to five, right? Most of us, are our, our focus is on our nine to five. We do our work, we do what we're told, we talk about work, it's all about work. But when we're outside of work, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. When do you get up in the morning? I don't know. And, and enough time to do some sort of a Superman routine in the telephone booth to whip yourself together, get your clothes on, make sure your zipper's pulled up and get to work. Like, what kind of a morning routine is that? How are you prepared for your day when your shoe's not even tied and you've got toilet paper under it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, there's no preparation for our day. And then we work nine to five, we get home, we're exhausted, we cram some food in our mouth and watch two hours of TV and we crash. Like, and then we hit the repeat button for five days, hit the weekend and veg out on on the football and anything else or taking the kids to soccer or whatnot. And if we don't do that, then we're helping other people be doing their things, but we don't prioritize our things and days turns into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and a decade goes by, or 40 years go by. And I say, hey man, what's new, how you doing? And you say, I don't know, same thing that I was doing last year. You know, like how important is it for us to prioritize our lives? And what I'd like to just talk about for this first half, the point I'm making, and this will be a two-part thing, I'm gonna put this on pause and come back, and talk about a solution, but what I want you to recognize is that your time is all you have. It's it's the most important resource that you have. It is constantly fleeting and it is non-renewable. You don't get more time later, right? Once the time is gone for the day, it's gone. You don't get that back. So what you choose to do with your time is super important. And for most of us in society, outside of our job, and someone else telling us what we do with our time, we don't really command our own time very well. Let's be honest. Most of us don't have our schedules prioritized with task lists and expectations the way that our time is prioritized when we are at work or when we are at school in the classroom or when we were kids and our parents were prioritizing our time for us. And what I'm suggesting to you is that a life well lived is one that is accounted for, that our time is accounted for, that we know what we're doing, when we're doing it, and why we're doing it. And we're very purposeful of our time because we're not gonna get that back. We're not getting our time back. So may we be purposeful with our time, okay? And so in a minute, what I'd like to do is talk to you about a resource and some systems that I've used um, to, 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 I don't want to say manage my time because that seems so cheap. I want to manage my life. I want to be responsible and accountable to the outcomes and relationships and success in my life. And so I need to be accountable to my time. So I'm going to tell you how, about how I do that. And again, my challenge to you is I want you to tell me what you think about that. Okay. And uh, I'll be right back and we'll talk about that.
All right, we are back with part two of time and life management. Uh, part one, as you know, because you just listened to it, <laughs> was on why it's even necessary, right? And I'm not even going to go into it. Hopefully you're sold on that and you take it seriously. And so what I'd like to do here now is give you a couple of resources and kind of the way I psychologically look at managing my time in my life. Um, because I'm a business owner, I kind of look at it like running a business. You know, I think for a lot of us, if we treated our life like it was our job, um, and you know, jobs have negative connotations. I have to go to work and I have to go to a job and things like that. But if, if we were to actually address and take our life seriously as if, I don't know, our, 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 our well, our life depended on it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, but if we, if, if I looked at it like a job, how do I manage my employees, right? So I have employees, and um, and for some of them, we have, um, actually for all of them, we have weekly meetings. And over those meetings, we go over, you know, tasks and outcomes, and what are we working on, you know? What, do, what projects do we have on the books for next week? Who's in charge of them? What are the tasks? What are the action steps? What are the due dates that it needs to be done by? And then the following week, we go over the same meeting and say, okay, how did we do? How did, how did, are those tasks done? Are they completed? You know? Um, and you know, one of my mentors, Jim Rohn, uh, he talks about sales folks, you know, and, and salespeople have a certain quota. They have to call on so many potential clients a week and they have to make, you know, they're called sales calls or, you know, things like that. And at the end of the week, you know, they have these forms they fill out that they put a number in the box, you know, and how many calls they made or how many contacts they made. And one of the things he says is when you have these meetings with people, a person may say, you know, the boss may say, how many calls did you make? And the employee even or the salesperson may say, well, you know, and the boss will stop him right there. Say, hold on now. There's a box on the paper and there's only enough room for a number. There's not enough room for a story. I, 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 I don't need, I can't hear a story. There's only enough room for a number because numbers tell the story you know it's here's my point there's two points I'm making when you set out for a goal to manage your time and to work on your life and and to be accountable to your life there's two points to, to what I'm trying to make here number one is you have to set aside time to work on your life to work on your tasks and to be accountable really to be accountable to your life you have to set aside time to work on your time uh, point number two is you have to know your metrics of success. So no, point number one is you have to set aside, I would say, an hour, an hour of your week, of your week to work on your week, right? Uh, maybe it's on the weekends. Uh, for me, it's typically on Sundays where I plan my week um, and reflect on what I, and, and on, on my accomplishments of the prior week and review my goals and why I'm doing what I'm doing and all that. And this isn't just work-related, it's life-related. So my, what I'm trying to do is be accountable for all areas of my life. Professional life, family life, relational life, uh, my health, spirituality, things like that. And then the second thing is know your metrics. So if my metrics are my health, then I want to know what is my weight, what is my blood pressure, what is my inflammation levels in my spine? Because as a chiropractor, I know that the spine is a foundational ingredient to the function of the other organs of my body. Um, you know, what am I, how many sweets, how many desserts did I have this week? I want to limit it to so many. Did I fast this week? You know, did I go through a cleanse? 
if my goal, if I'm trying to measure my professional metrics, how many hours did I work this week? What is my income? You know, how many, if I'm in sales, how many new people did I introduce myself to? Knowing your metrics is, is how you can objectively measure the execution of your priorities, right? Knowing your metrics is how you can measure the execution of your priorities. How am I executing on the things that I say matter to me? If I say my relationships matter to me, then maybe a metric would be, did I call, did I spend 20 minutes one-on-one with the people that I value the most in my life this week? You know, did I do 20 minutes a day with the people that are in my inner circle? You know, like an hour a day, whatever it is for you, know your metrics. So let me finish with just a a brief little story and then we'll conclude this podcast. But um, I was on a flight home from a conference in the West Coast. Um, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, East Coast, United States, and I was in a conference in the West Coast. And so the flight home was on a Sunday. It's a long flight. And um, I was introduced to the gal sitting next to me. She's a CEO of a company that has locations in both the East and West Coast, and she was traveling to the East Coast for some meetings. And, you know, I got to know her, and then and then I got back to my book. You know, I'm reading a book. Uh, I believe it was... I want to say it's The Miracle Life by Matthew Kelly. Great book. And in it, he's talking about concepts like this, about being accountable for your time. And, you know, um, I look up from my book, and what do I see? I see the majority of the people in the plane are consumed with the entertainment of the moment. So in that moment, most of it would include the television in the seat back in front of them. You know, they're watching movies. Um... Or maybe they're just sleeping or, you know, whatnot. But that's the majority. That's pretty much everybody in the plane, with few exceptions. The gal next to me is just crushing through her schedule. I mean, she, probably using Evernote or some task management system. And I want to give you a resource, by the way, for a, a management, a book on time management here in a minute. But she was crushing through her notes and her schedule, planning out her week. Every hour of her week, every 15 minutes probably, was accounted for in advance. Because like I've said before, my little shtick, my little saying is that life is from 5 to 9, life is not from 9 to 5. Most people go through life for the 9 to 5, and then afterwards, you know, you're, you're crush through some food and some nighttime TV and you go to bed and you live for the weekend when you don't have your nine to five. But the reality is that life is from five to nine, meaning life begins when you wake up and you should wake up early to prep for your day. There's certain fundamental things you should do in your morning to prepare for a successful day. And maybe I'll go over that on another podcast, but that starts early, maybe 5 a.m., maybe 6 a.m., maybe 7 a.m., but it starts early. And then maybe, maybe after 9 p.m. you can mentally turn off and just kind of coast and veg out and and whatnot. So I say that life is from 5 to 9 and not from 9 to 5. And um, where was I going with that? What I think I was going was the gal next to me was working on every moment, her 5 to 9, for that week coming up. She had it all planned out. Versus the majority of folks that are just coasting and watching and consuming entertainment you know another mentor of mine Robin Sharma talks about how people are addicted to entertainment where the successful are addicted to education and um, 
here's my point. You've got to allot time in your week to work on your week. You've got to give yourself at least an hour a week where you sit down and you plan out. You reflect on the prior week and you plan on the week coming up. You've got to do that. You have to. And then you have to know your metrics. If you're trying to grow in your spirituality, what are the metrics to know if you're moving in that direction? How many books are you reading? How many podcasts are you listening to on spirituality? Are you attending church? Are you are you having conversations and Bible studies and things like that? You know, how, what is your metric to know if your if your spiritual health is of high quality? Same thing with financial health, relational health, family health, business health. Like, how, what are your numbers? Okay. So I want to give you a reference or a resource here. Um, it's a book that um, I've read and I'm, I'm working on applying all the principles of it. And it's called Getting Things Done. The book, or you can listen to it on Audible, is called Getting Things Done. And, and the there's a lot of tools in the book that allow you to manage your time and your life more efficiently and more effectively. And uh, the hallmark of it is to process your tasks cerebrally before you actually do them. Like you should, like I said, you should have a week long planning or an hour long planning session for your week. And then you should have planning sessions, mini planning sessions for your day, morning and evening routines. So incredibly important. So we'll talk about all of that in the future. For now, I just wanted you to buy into the idea that you have got to manage your time because your time is your life. And if you don't manage it, other people will manage it for you based on their priorities, not your own priorities. And one of the hallmark ways that you can do that is to begin by allocating at least an hour a week for you to sit down, reflect on what you accomplished the last week, review your life and and weekly goals, and then look at your coming week And make sure that you have time allotted to work on the areas and priorities that you hold near and dear and value in your life. So hopefully that that all brings you some value, guys. I will talk to you again next week. I am off to my Friday now. I started this podcast on Thursday last night, I think it was, and second half today on Friday, Time Management 101. I do it in the car because it's a good usage of my time. Hopefully it was a good usage of your time, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye now.